Hey ladies and gents, it's Steph at steph to it and you're listening to Move Memoirs, where we're making healthy moves and telling the stories. And telling the stories. of Move Memoirs. Today I have a special guest joining me. I have Matilda, founder of Fly Girl Collective, a running and fitness platform for black and brown women all over. Welcome. Hey, lovely to be here. Thank you. Um, so I first found out about you on Instagram. Um, and as soon as I found out about Fly Girl Collective and everything you did, I was like, she's definitely going to be on the podcast. I hope she wants to be on the podcast. So thank you for coming today. Oh, my pleasure. So I guess the reason I wanted to speak to you was to find out about Fly Girl Collective, um, what you guys do, what the platform is, everything about it and about your personal fitness journey and how the two became one. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely have joined. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to ask you is to tell us a bit about Fly Girl Collective. Sure. Um, well, Fly Girl Collective is a community that I launched officially two years ago. Um, and how it came about was for myself, I have been running for quite a long time. It was something that I discovered roughly when I turned 30, because that was when I realized my body was tripping. <laughs> I was like, okay, that metabolism that we fully, um, you know, didn't appreciate in my 20s <laughs> right. has decided to just leave. <laughs> never to be seen again so i was like okay we need to do something about it yeah um i discovered running through a running community um that's now based in south london called rundem crew okay um and you know for about eight nine years i was just loving everything that the crew stand for in terms of diversity um in terms of just changing what running is like because it's a it's a very it's quite an elitist discipline. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things where you don't see many black and brown people. Yeah. There's a lot of men. Yeah. Um, suffice to say, I managed to navigate it. Right. However, I did notice that over that time, I very rarely saw sisters like joining the crew yeah. or even just when I was out there running yeah. or going to races. And so, you know, the, the few people that I did know, we'd come together, we would, you know, train together. Um, and jokingly, I decided to just call ourselves Flygo Collective. Right. Um, because That's a cool I, name, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm American, yeah. um, I've, although I've lived in the UK for like 20 years, 20 yeah. plus years. Um, and so I just thought it was like a cute nickname just to kind of define us and help us to stand out in right. a way. Um, but after a while, I figured that Flygo had the potential of being something that was actually established. Yeah. Um, not at the time, not quite too sure how I was going to do that, but I thought, yeah. well, I'm a runner. And if I can just start with teaching and coaching people in running, right. then we can see where we can go from there. So two years ago, I decided to set up a website. Yeah. I decided to showcase and profile women, black women who I thought were amazing yeah. in the London uh, fitness industry, particularly. Um, and then I just started organizing runs. And then, you know, put them on Instagram. Shout out to Instagram. Hashtags, they work. (laughs) They definitely get the word out. Um, And little by little, people were finding out about it. Um, You know, managed to do a couple of press things, some bits in timeout. Um, Stylist eventually did something on us. And and so since 
the launch, yeah. it's definitely become so um, important that it kind of maintains its momentum yeah. and it shows the world, London and beyond, that yeah. actually black women can run, they yeah. do run. Um, and fitness is just so important to us. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's so important for our livelihoods. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So how have you found, like, from the beginning, from starting it, or from it being just an idea that you had with your friends, um, and to how it is now, like, how have you found the journey in growing it or keeping the vision that you had for it, but yet still progressing so that it's, like, it's something that a lot of people can find out about? Yeah. I mean, it's been mutually scary and exciting. Um, The scary part has been um, being political, you know, actually mm-hmm. saying, look, there is poor representation in the f- running and fitness space. Yeah. And therefore, I'm going to create a space for black women so we are seen and recognized yeah. and we are empowered. And, and, you know, that's that's very, that's Black Panther business. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it has come, you know, with its, with its trolls, yeah. you know. I've, <laughs> I've had people slide into the DMs trying to tell me about myself. As they do. Yeah, trying to tell me I'm racist, trying to tell me I'm not being inclusive. Um, but equally, me also knowing that they're not familiar with the statistics right. around black um, female engagement. Right. That, you know, statistically, black women are the least physically active right. of all ethnic groups in UK. You know, we're more likely to suffer from mental health issues. Um, and so there's almost a need, there's, you know, an imperative to ensure that um, this group are being targeted, exactly. you know, for their good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, bun the trolls, you know, because <laughs> I know the stats. I know, yeah. you know, and oftentimes it's like, well, just look at the stats. What yeah. can you say then? Yeah. Say nothing. Right. Exactly. Um, and then the exciting part has just been creating something new. Yeah. Um, so in America, in the US, you do have initiatives like um, Black Girl Run, yeah. and, you know, it's such a much bigger country. So, you can find black people yeah. to be able to run and connect. Yeah. Um, whereas here, you know, I'm very much starting out on my own. I'm thinking, my goodness, maybe people will not show up to mm. this or maybe a couple of people, you know, will turn up. Yeah. Um, but the exciting thing has been just seeing people respond to it in such a positive way. Yeah. You know, like end of last year, you know, 18 women rocked up, you know, Amazing. to our final run. And yeah. I'm just like, we started with four, yeah. you know, of, you know, people who were like, yeah, this is cool. And, you know, you may not see them again. So yeah. it's been nice just kind of seeing the momentum build up. And I think that's what keeps me motivated, knowing yeah. that actually you really just have to create the space and you have to give people the invitation. Yeah. And if they know that it is for them and they can see themselves in it, yeah. they will, they'll, they'll get involved. Right. And what you mentioned as well is that you, you have like a lot of participation. And I noticed that like following the stuff that you're doing, that there is a lot of engagement. Um, so obviously there is a need for it and, and black women do recognize it. But what do you think it is that like stops us initially from being involved with exercise and fitness without having um, like a platform specifically for us? Like why do you feel like it takes things like this to get us involved? What do you think is missing in general? I think it's uh, quite complex. I don't think there's a single answer. I mean, I think it definitely starts with your home life Mm -hmm. and maybe what was encouraged at home. You know, I come from a Nigerian household. Hey, Nigerian household. Hey! Um, And, 
Interestingly enough, when I was back in the US, yeah. um, I grew up in Texas, my mom was into running and fitness. I distinctively remember going out with her yeah. in her purple leotard <laughs> and her running down the street and I'm running alongside with her and yeah. she bought weight and she was about that life yeah. for a season. <laughs> like, I can't actually remember the continuation. My mom's right. always been hot on like healthy eating. Yeah. She trained as a nutritionist. Yeah. And, but whatever it was, that moment when my mom decided to get into fitness, I remembered it. And I think um, I took it on myself to kind of see it as a principle, as a way of living. And as such, I personally always liked being active. Right. Not necessarily running at the time. It yeah. could just be like PE, playing outside. I was very much into it. So yeah. if you don't kind of see that at home, if yeah. you don't see, you know, if your parents aren't modeling fitness then yeah. i think it's quite a difficult thing to adopt um so that's one aspect i think school life and how fitness was presented to you at school yeah pe did you have pe in america well yeah i mean i was in america till i was 12 and okay. then I, I moved over here uh, so you're familiar um, with pe oh yeah <laughs> but the thing is in america and this is not like a country comparison just it might have just been my school in texas yeah pe was banging like <laughs> pe was so lit and i don't know if it was just because the school i went to yeah or just the variety of things we did right. but i just remember it was fun right. and then when i moved to the uk i distinctively remember pe just being a little bit dry a little bit dry. just just a, i'm just like <laughs> I'm sorry, firstly, I don't know what this netball thing is. <laughs> it's not quite basketball. I can't move with the ball. I don't want to, sh- you know, I know people love netball, so I'm not really trying to cuss netball, but I just remember it just felt so different and very rigid and yeah. regimented. You know, I'm wearing this bib. And then even like my PE kit was kind of like a skirt, short thing, <laughs> plim soles. It was all a bit like, I'm sorry, what is what this? going on? What this feels very strange and, you know, yeah, fair enough. In America, we didn't wear school uniforms and that, but it just felt very, like, restricted. Yeah. Um, and I even remember running at school. The only time I liked running was during sports day. Sports day! Sports, yes. maybe because you got a medal. Yes. Maybe because you got a certificate. There was comp- competition involved. Yeah. It just and it was big, fun. Yeah. It was fun. I think that was it. I felt like PE. For some reason, the fun weren't in it. Right. <laughs> like, they completely took it out of it. And yeah. even things like track, I just remember I really didn't like. You know, I know that I'm not, um, you know, I'm naturally a sprinter. Give me 100 meters all day, every day. Yeah. I will relish that. Um, yeah. But I just remember thinking 400 meters was really long. I felt I was just busting a gut. <laughs> it just wasn't fun. And I think if you still have those memories of PE yes. and just how unenjoyable it was, come adulthood, you're like, you know what? I don't really want to be about that. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? That's really true, actually. I didn't think about that. That's actually really true. And the the irony is PE is actually meant to teach you how to develop a fitness lifestyle, right? Yeah. It's meant to teach you that actually exercise is super important. Yes. Do your 30 minutes a day or whatever, and hopefully you'll maintain. But the yeah. joke is the minute you leave school and you go to college, yeah. there's no PE. There's no PE. There's KFC and McDonald's <laughs> for school lunches. Literally. Like there's a whole heap, there's a whole brand new world that you have to navigate. Yeah. And unfortunately, PE isn't even there to kind of rein you in a bit. Yeah. So I know for myself, once I went to college and then uni, what was exercise? Right. It was only when I started to notice like weight gain and, you know, as we were discussing before, the, the vanity aspect yeah. of it that I thought, okay. So... I feel like there are black women who do work out. Yeah, I feel exactly. like, you know, there, there's many black women that work out. I just think what 
we need to get to is a pl- is to a place where it's more of a lifestyle thing yes. than a seasonal short term yes. body goals, yeah. bikini goals kind of flex. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing. When you know it's time to get ready for the year of return, yeah, we will be in that gym. <laughs> we like nobody will stop us. <laughs> but if hey. it's like okay, winter's here now. Yeah. Year of return. You know that was twenty nineteen, <laughs> and we still carry on. Right. Mm, what's the incentive right what's the motivation and it's about finding the right things to motivate us to kind of keep going and so i think a combination of school experience home life and also the imagery of fitness you know you go into a a studio you hardly see women of color right you see the advertising you know the magazines yes whether it's the magazine covers or the adverts, and you don't see us. And by us, I mean a 4C, curvy girl, you know, like the whole shebang, an actual, like, you know, you're a bad girl. You know, you don't see that. You kind of see an exotic girl at the most. I think, you know, there's a saying, you can't be what you can't see. So if you don't see people exemplifying these sort of um, habits, It could be very difficult for you to pick it up and also think that it's for you too. Exactly. Mm. I agree with that. I feel like we were talking about this before as well. Just um sometimes when we, we approach fitness from a vanity aspect, maybe at the beginning, um, and it, it sort of leads on, then it changes, and we realize how you know the health aspect is important as well. But a lot of the times we do kind of fall into that, I wouldn't call it a trap, but um of like, okay, so I'm gonna do it for body goals, and it's hard because a lot of the time when you are when you're finding inspiration, you're gonna go on things like social media um to, to look for where to start and a lot of the people that you will see the and this is not like to attack anyone but a lot of the times you will see um the way it's represented is like it's about the body it's mm. about like you know booty day and, like, and, it's, and it's all external and if you d- don't feel like you match that or you can ever attain that then you, you can switch off really easily and just be yeah. like um well this isn't for me clearly my body's never gonna look like that yeah um this isn't my world and there's a world that you know, these people belong to and I don't belong to it. But what would you say to someone who is literally just start, trying to start a fitness journey, a health journey, as in like just change their lifestyle and improve their health and they wanting to incorporate fitness as, as they should, um, how would you advise them? Like what would you tell them just to get started, the, re- the basics of getting started just on a normal level? Like what would be one of the like top, top three things that you would say to someone who's just wanting to get started? Sure. I would say find what you love yeah. and find what you really love, not find what you think you need to do. Okay. So people think they need to go to the gym because gyms exist. Yes. And then it's like, okay, I guess I have to go on a treadmill and lift a weight. And it's like, well, no, you don't. <laughs> if you love dancing, if you know for a fact that back in the early noughties, somebody <laughs> would find you in a club till 4 a.m., <laughs> shocking out, sweating, you like dancing, find a dance class. It's all exercise. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's one facet. Or just walk. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like one of the things I find um, leading a running and fitness community is people automatically think, okay, I've got to be fast. And it's like, according to who? Right. First thing foremost, Usain Bolt does it as a career. Right. This is just a hobby. (laughs) This is just (laughs) about maintaining good habits, right? You don't need to be fast, yeah. right? Just moving, any sort of movement yes. is something I'd say is a good starting point. Right. You know, popping your headphones, 
put on a nice little play- playlist yeah. and just start walking. Yeah. You know, that's it's all exercise. People underestimate walking actually. Yeah, they it's, do. Yeah, yeah. Even I did at first. I'm like, oh. It's just walk but yeah. man, you can still burn calories yeah. walking. That you know what I mean? Walk, yeah. yeah. And then if you want to do something that's a little bit more active, yeah. then you know, go to a gym, try out classes. Yeah. I I'm for me, I know when I started my fitness journey around like my uni days. I was all up in fitness first, mm-hmm. doing a spin class and doing a step class. Right. And the reason why I love those class, do you remember step? Remember step one. <laughs> but it was like, it was dancing. It was yes. literally dancing on a little Reebok step. Um, and the thing I loved about both of those classes is that they were driven by music yeah. and it did have a degree of choreography to it. Right. And I just enjoyed it and it didn't feel like exercise. So I would say that first step is just find what you love. If you know you don't love running, it's not by force. It's not. It genuinely isn't. You're speaking to me right now. (laughs) Equally, I would say, you know, with Flygo Collective, you know, we have membership seasons and you train for a raise. When we're just doing our Flygo runs, they're not your typical runs. So we don't just go to like a destination, run two miles and run back. You know, last run we played Chase the Flag. That's cool. Everybody was on it. Like, you know, we did our little run to the park and you could see people like, oh my God, are we going to be going for miles? (laughs) And then it's like, right guys, we're going to play Chase the Flag. Next thing you know, speed. That is speed so was cool. coming out. I was like, that's quite fascinating because <laughs> you were chilling. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know. But you know, it's about how you frame what exercise yes. is, and yeah. I just think if you kind of put fun at the forefront of yes. it, then you'll soon discover the things that you like, and then eventually that can kind of become a habit. Like there's yeah. such a broad spectrum as well when we talk about fitness. Yeah, it isn't doesn't have to be centered around a gym. Yeah. there's people who play football yeah. rugby you know there's people who go to dance classes there's people who do pole yeah you know there's so many different things that so you can many, do yeah. you know so it's i'd say number one find the thing you love yeah. number two set yourself a goal yeah. so even if it's like you know for one week i'm gonna walk for 20 minutes a day yeah. by the end of that week tick great what's the next goal we can set because i know for myself even though i started running I always needed a race. Okay, so if I wasn't training for a race, I weren't running. Yeah. No way. <laughs> but, whereas now I can actually just, I've got my routine. So yeah. whether I'm training or not, I'll still run. Right. But I needed a goal because if I wasn't working towards something, I'm like, I just can't be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely say number two, set yourself a goal. Um, and then number three, have accountability. Um, so again, one of the things I really try to enforce with the collective yeah. is, mate, you are your sister's keeper. Yeah, Check yeah. in, see how people are doing, work yeah. out together. Yeah. You know, it's so important that somebody is conscious of what you're trying to get to because yeah. they will give you that extra bit of motivation. Yeah. Or they'll keep you in check. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, however you want, want it to work. Um, and I think accountability is key because once you have made a commitment and somebody knows you've made that commitment, in a way, you almost have to honor it. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yes, yeah. yeah, I agree with that completely. So, Flygo Collective is your should we call it your side hustle? Or yeah, your, kind your of passion project? passion project. Passion project. Yeah, um, you have a whole other successful career. How do you balance running? Because Flygo Collective, even though it's your passion project, it's got a life of its own. Like, mm, you it have a whole thing going on here. How do you balance that with a full? A whole you know a career yeah, um, a job. And, yeah and with fitness i feel like you need motivation so how are you able to balance that but still have the motivation to do your runs personally mm-hmm. but also like lead others in increasing their fitness like where do you find the mm. how do you do it that's a really good question um so interestingly enough 
one of the reasons why I started running um, eight or nine years ago was because I was a freelancer at the time. And, you know, I, I was essentially told that actually running can give you structure. So if you can kind of maintain a run or train for something, then it will kind of give you structure in your work life and in just in your personal life, you know, it kind of gives you discipline yeah. um, and accountability and all those other things. So it became one of those things where I knew for my work life to be successful, I need to exercise okay. um, just for my mental health, yeah. just to kind of help me go to sleep at night, yeah. just to give me energy. Um, so that's definitely how I've been able to maintain, I guess, having my own fitness lifestyle yeah. um, and then having a day job. Um, and then with the collective, I mean, any spare moment <laughs> right. I can find, I will utilize that. Um, and it's not easy because I don't have the uh, privilege of having a lot of time. Yeah. But for instance, like, you know, this afternoon, I'll be like, right, what admin do I need to do? Let me do the little bits that I can. So even if it's 20 minutes a day, a few hours at the weekend, I definitely squeeze it in where I can because yeah. I love it so much. And, it, <clears throat> and it's close to home and it means a lot to me because... You know, I've had other side ventures in the past whereby, like, I used to be a photographer. Okay. Um, but I realized I was falling out of love with it because I just didn't love it that much. Like, yeah. I like it. Yeah. But when you really love something and you believe in something and it actually relates to your own journey, yeah. you will find the motivation to be like, I need I'm, to get I'm, this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the flying goal runs give me so much life. And so I, like, relish organizing them every fortnight because yeah. I do like a little playlist to go with it okay. um even if it's like three of us who are there it doesn't matter I, I thoroughly enjoy it so I think anyone who's looking to do any sort of passion project yeah. I mean the keyword is passion right yeah like exactly if you have the passion for it you'll find the time for it yeah um and also the past year has, has been such a blessing in terms of the recognition that it's received yeah. and the people. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. I've no, been it's been mad. You know, sometimes you have to sit back and be like, okay, yeah. did that really happen? <laughs> wow. Oh my God. You know, because in the moment, like it's, I'm one of those people who I'm just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Work, eat, sleep, run, repeat. You know, I yeah. just be on it, be on it. And then it's only maybe when I kind of rested for the Christmas break that I was yeah. able to be like, ah, wow okay yeah. we did a whole photo shoot with stylish just yes, like that yes, <laughs> just, just you know yes. stylish and then i was i ran london marathon so yeah. you know it's it's been really really nice but um i just think about what's the mission why does this matter to see to me so much yeah. and that kind of gives me the motivation you know yeah. I, I wouldn't mind working out <laughs> <laughs> you know four day week just put it out <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I'm very blessed as well to have a really great manager who knows about flag on fat, you know, my work, um, colleagues know about what I'm doing. Yeah. So even though they don't intertwine, like they're yeah. two completely different industries, yeah. um, I just kind of feel like it's a part of me and I find as much time as I can to, to invest in it. So you ran London Marathon? I did. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the first time running it or had you? I'd never run London Marathon before. Okay. I'd run marathons before. Okay. So London was my fourth marathon. Okay. And distance-wise, was that the furthest you'd run? Or you, was the... No. So, I mean, it was definitely the furthest I'd run in London. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it was it was definitely the, the fourth marathon. And the last time I'd done a marathon, I was probably two years prior. Wow. So it's weird because it came at a time where I wasn't falling out of love with running but yeah. I definitely wasn't training as 
frequently as I was before. Yeah. Um, occasionally kind of getting injured, but always knowing that I wanted to do London. Like yeah. London for a runner, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's the Mount Everest, right. of, you know, of running really. Well, there's many races, but London is definitely up there. Yeah. Um, and so when I got the opportunity to be, um, to run London through New Balance, yeah. it was like, right, okay. Head down, focus, yeah. let's go. Because also it was an opportunity to reinforce all the principles of Fly Girl Collective. Right. So yeah. female empowerment, yeah. representation. I mean, it was a lot. Like it was actually quite overwhelming in terms of doing it for a brand because right. there was just some things I wasn't aware that was going to happen. Like things I, did, I didn't expect. So yeah. they gave me a place, great. Okay, Matilda, let's do some filming for like, you know, some social media bits okay fine cool yeah. cool whatever turn up to the shoot fine and then like two weeks before the marathon these billboards appeared like all over london and i'm like what and i'm getting like tagged into like me with some big fro on like london underground that and i'm just cool. like oh my god this okay this is really real this now. Is real. And the joke is, my mom, she knows I run. And yeah. she's always like, oh, be careful. Oh, no, I tell so. You know? <laughs> what is it with that your mom? It's like, all immigrant <laughs> parents, you know, because I have a friend who, she's Asian, and her mom said the exact same thing, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I think you're going to hurt yourself. Um, and, you know, I've been running for a minute. And yeah. so my mom, you know, bless her, I think for her, it's like, oh, she's just doing another marathon. Yeah. And then once the billboards dropped, everything changed. <laughs> I mean, it was. It went to Niger. <laughs> it went to of Texas. Course, it was like this is a big deal. Yes. So London, in a way, almost became so much bigger than I anticipated. Right. Um, and it was an, an amazing day, not just because of the brand support, but yeah. just you know, I'd worked really hard. Yeah. I was injured at the time as well. That was the oh. mad thing. So it was like, oh Jesus, yes. be a knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you to just activate a supernatural. <laughs> Because I'm on like, the tubes. Right now. I'm on the tubes. <laughs> I need to represent. They put me on a billboard. Okay. Mate, I can't pull out. Oh God, like, there's apps. And I'm black. Like, no way. <laughs> I can't pull out. Jesus, please. And honestly, he came through because I ran it. I yes. got a great time. Yes. And all was well. And so then after London, it just became a solid seven, eight months of rehab. Right. Just like, okay, Matilda, you lead a running and fitness community. Yeah. You have to be right because if you're not right, how can you lead the people? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. How can you lead other women into this lifestyle? Yeah. And it was very, it was very challenging mentally because I was like, "What if I can't get fixed? What if this is me?" Yeah. You know, I'm I'm 38 years old now, what? so yeah. So it's kind of like, is is this the beginning of aging? Like, is this, is this what's happening here? Um, and thankfully, I'm I'm all healed now, but. You know, it was it was a big moment, and you know, a lot of learnings came out of it too. Congratulations for that! Thank you. Because as I said before, running is not my forte. Yeah, yeah. But I do. I feel like even just speaking to you, I do want to. Because it's. I think life and fitness is all about sort of trying things that aren't necessarily for you. We've just been talking about yeah. sometimes how women of color feel like fitness isn't for them. So I, with running, I'm like, even though it's not my strong point, I do want to. So is it that you think you're not good at it? Like when you say it's not your strong point, what do you mean? I feel like I, so I can run, like yeah. my, my feet can move. But yeah, I think it's just like the 
the way I run or I don't know there's I think that people overthink running because I feel like people really judge themselves so they say oh I'm too slow or I don't look like this and I it's think just that's like for me. yeah because yeah. I can understand if people have like mobility issues mm-hmm. so it's like okay I've got knee problems I'm like okay fine yeah. maybe running's not the best for you but if it's yeah. like how you think you should be running I'm like look don't even worry about none of that. Just run, just enjoy it, just feel it, you know? Yeah. Even if it's five minutes, like, you know, nobody's saying you have to go this distance. Um, Because I think the benefits of it, the health benefits are are incredible. It is true. I must admit, yeah, I think you've inspired me too. (laughs) One of the things you mentioned um, before when you were talking about preparing for the marathon and then after having the months of rehabilitation, um, was the months of rehabilitation. um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to find out your perspective on knowing when it's time to like reconfigure so you you, you've got a a fitness life going a a healthy lifestyle going and something changes for whatever reason how do you pick back up like what are the steps i guess when for instance like for running let's Mm -hmm. say you're injured um or you do pilates but now your elbows hurt so you can't do that how do you like reconfigure without dropping out of health and fitness completely what what would you say Mm, that's such a good question because there are a lot of people who may have been injured through running and mm-hmm. then they just quit running. Yeah. And I think I have been fortunate just being in the kind of urban running scene right. to know people who help people. So like um, one of my friends, Manny, he's a physio and even just, he's been injured and he's come back. And so I think when you see people's stories of actually bouncing back from injury, yeah. that's the one motivation, you know, you kind of think, okay, Maybe there is another side to this. And then just taking time, stopping, slowing down, doing the work. You know, the thing about physio is that it can be quite mundane. It can be quite dry. I don't always love the exercise that's been given to me. But it definitely forces you to take a step back, slow down and go through the process. And so for me, because I knew that I still wanted to run, I still wanted to run with the collective, it was important that I get better. Um, and even there was times where I thought I was better. It's like, no, you ain't there yet. <laughs> and that's when I recognized maybe I need to do something different. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started picking up strength training Okay. and, and, you know, weights, body weight training, just the stuff, which I never really liked because right. you kind of feel it right. Yeah. When you're running, you kind of just go and, you know, Oh no, I feel it. You're <laughs> That's what I feel well, even if you're, even if you take your time with running, yeah. right. Compare that to say lifting up a weight right. or lifting up your own body weight, doing yeah. something like push up. You're like, this is this is hurting, <laughs> you know. So I never really liked doing weights, right? Um, but then I recognized that actually a lot of that weight training helps you as a runner. Right. It helps to support your body. Yeah, it helps yeah. to build up your core, your glutes. So just putting doing the mass and realizing, okay, if I do this. This is going to get me there. Right. I just need to stick with it long enough to see the outcome. So I think that's how, you know, being injured, I was able to be like, okay, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Right. I just need to change lane and stick with this. Yeah. And also preach about it. Yeah. Let people know that actually strength training is a good thing. Yeah. You know, I'm getting into it and hopefully this will get me to where I need to be. And, and it's proven it has done that, you know. So for you, strength training was a big help when it came to running debt, like without a doubt. And, and they say this, like this isn't this isn't anything new. It's right. just 
unfortunately, when you get into running, especially if you discovered it and you recognize that, oh my gosh, it gives me all these endorphins mm-hmm. and it really helps my mental health. Yeah. You then just go mad. You then start running all the time. Yeah. You run like loads of miles and you run, 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 but you don't do the stuff in between yeah. to help you become a better runner. Yeah. Like runners themselves, like professional runners, they do strength training. Right. They do the Pilates. They do the yoga. You know, one yeah. of the things that um, Charlie Dark, um, who's the founder of Rundem, you know, he's now a yoga teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he recognized that actually it's this stuff, the stretching, this is the thing that's going to help me have um, a long livelihood right. in fitness. Um, whereas if you're just attacking the one thing, after a while your body's like, mm, but you're not building up this mm, muscle. Yeah. You're not supporting this. I'm wearing out. And so I think last year was definitely a wake-up call for me that you kind of have to be quite well-rounded yeah so as much as i love running um and doing races running isn't the be-all and end-all for me and i think that's why i call fly girl collective a running and fitness community because you know i say to the girls who knows one day we might just focus on swimming right (laughs) you know for a year it's like yo let's swim let's let's actually take a year off running yeah and now we swim you know how about that or we might just say, yo, this year we're playing basketball. Like, yeah. we're going to set up a basketball team. Okay. This is what we're doing. You know, yeah. I want there to be that flexibility because yeah. um, it also keeps it fun. Yeah. And yeah. that's what a healthy lifestyle is about. It's about being well-rounded. So yeah. It's about being able to incorporate different things into your routine. That's right. Including that healthy eating and just everything, the mental health, is, it is a big, like, circle, I guess. Um, yeah. So I think that is really important. Um, I wanted to find out from you what you would say was your biggest challenge from the beginning of your fitness journey to now, what the biggest challenge has been and how you've tackled it. Ooh. So my biggest challenge, which I'd say continues to be a challenge, is food. Okay. My goodness. (laughs) Food, glorious food. (laughs) Firstly, I love food. Let's, let's, let's Me just too. put that out Better there. Better in the house. Yeah. I am a hardcore foodie. And the reason why that's been my biggest challenge is because of the misconceptions of healthiness. Mm. Um, thinking that you can outrun mm. or outlift a bad diet. Right. You cannot. Like, I think in my 20s, there was a time where I could eat trash. But if I just hit the gym for a month, I would lose all that weight. Right. But I'm still eating trash. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it definitely got to a point in my 30s where I'm like, okay, this this is not working because actually my body's quite used to working out. Yeah. And, you know, I met a lot of PTs who would say, you do realize it's like 20% fitness. Yeah. 80% diet. See, this 80-20 rule. Steve. This is another story for another day, but yeah. It's actually real. <laughs> it's, it's facts. Like, right. You know, exercise is great for your heart and to keep you moving and all that good stuff. But if we're talking about healthiness, it's actually what you're consuming and what you're putting in your body. So important. And so I'd say that's been my biggest challenge because it's something that I recognized and I acknowledged. And maybe even three years ago, I discovered things like meal prepping. Um, And that definitely ensured that when it came to breakfast, lunch and dinner, I'm eating a much more balanced diet. Right. But the snack life, my God, <laughs> the actual, the snacking, I would still be yamming cookies and cakes and, you know, it, it's always cookies and cakes really. It's baked goods. That's my main issue. Okay. Not things like crisp or chocolate. It mm. was always just, oh, I'm peckish. Let me grab a okay. cookie. Yeah. Let me grab a cookie. You know, and it's like, really? Not even an apple? 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, is this what we're doing? And so I've had to really like um, sort of retrain myself mm-hmm. in terms of what does my body actually need? Yeah. And also portions. Yeah. You know, growing up in a Nigerian household, you don't know like the amount of food that's on our plate. On the plate. Really? All that rice? When I go to parties, because my my mum, she's familiar with my family know that I don't, I'm not, I love to to eat, but I just, portion sizes, I don't know, I guess. You gotta give me that much. But when we go out and like everyone, like auntie, see the plate, they're like, ah, are you? Yeah. You need to ask some more. Yeah. No, I'm okay, thank you. Always. Exactly. When I go and visit my mum, it's just like, wow, mum, you're giving me everything I'm trying to move away from. Like, I don't need all of this. Right. Um, so it's definitely, I've needed a paradigm shift in yeah. terms of what does my body need? Um, how can I just look after my body when it comes to food? Um, and it's still a process. I definitely feel like I'm getting better with eating. Mm-hmm. So like this month, I decided to be a vegetarian okay. and it's going well and yes. I'm really enjoying it. Um, sporadically, about once every other month, I do no sugar. Okay. So I'm doing no sugar at the moment. And I'm getting used to it now. Yeah. So even if I have sugar again, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's too sweet. Yes, yeah. You know, this is a bit much. Yeah. So I'm starting to really teach myself healthier eating habits. Okay. Still a struggle because I know that I could be drinking a lot more water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could be, you know, moving towards the savory stuff, having more broccoli than even loads of fruits it's still yeah. sugar yeah you know, even though it's natural um so i think my way of overcoming it is just being a lot more mindful about what am i putting in my body right trying things so it's like what happens when i take meat away yeah. can i still function as a runner right yes in fact i feel like my performance has actually got stepped up yeah um what's happening with no sugar oh my skin's looking better um and just experimenting and working things out yeah. you know i feel like if you want to change anything in life it starts with a first step. Yes. Doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. Yes. You know what no, I mean? It's true. It's sometimes so true. it means you actually try, fail, try, fail, yes. try, succeed. Okay. Now let me take the lessons of what's helped me succeed. Yeah. And then try it's the next level. level. Let me go up to level two. Yeah. People want to try to get to level ten. Literally. And it's like actually beginning. baby steps, baby yes. steps, baby steps until you eventually get to that place. Yeah. Um and definitely I'm starting to notice that actually taking the little steps I've taken over the years, I'm now in a much better place right. than where I began. So on the flip side of that, what would you say is your biggest success? Think about the journey from the beginning again to now, the thing that you think, wow, like I didn't even think I could do this or make this or be this. What, what would you say that one thing that like keeps you motivated in times when you're just like, oh, this, this is hard? Mm. I would say running an ultra marathon yes. with my friend Sanchia. Okay in I think it was 2015 around that time or maybe 2014 I mean that's just mad wow. because the distance is longer than a marathon okay so if I'm correct it might have been 31 miles 32 mm-hmm. miles and a marathon is like 26 miles 32 um, miles yeah mad and <laughs> it's just like um and you know how it came about was at the time in Rundum Crew there mm-hmm. was a woman who um created a project to basically help more women get into endurance running okay. and she was a proper avid ultra marathoner but what was so lovely about her um sorrel um shout out sorrel <laughs> very down to earth yeah. and she was like y'all can do it yeah, and we're yeah. like mm, i don't know <laughs> suffice to say i did it with my girl sanchia yeah. we had an amazing day and I think it's always a memory to pull from in those moments where we feel a bit whatever. And it's like, uh, but we 
we're ultra marathons. Right. Yes. <laughs> we actually are running ultra marathons as black women. Yeah. We're actually showing that we're capable of doing so much more than we think we are. Yeah. Um, so I definitely say that's the biggest success because I have no intention of doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, you never know, but it isn't something that I'm like, I'm going to do ultra marathon this year. Like, right. That was then. Thank you, Sora, for the encouragement. Um, but I think having those moments to just kind of uh, reference definitely help in the journey. And even just doing like my first marathon, because I did my first marathon as part of the training for the ultra. Okay. So that, you know, was kind of like, oh, wow, you know. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've done like bike rides. Sometimes I forget what I've done. You yeah. Know? I remember I did a 100 mile bike ride. 100 miles of cash. Can you imagine? Just cash. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I did it on like the worst bike ever. I didn't know anything about road bikes back right. then. I had like a little hybrid, like a little cute bike that you kind of just, you know, totter around town. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you did 100 miles on that. Can you imagine? And the joke was, if I'd done it on a road bike, I probably would have done it quicker, obviously. Yeah. Um, but because I was doing it on this, you know, cute little hybrid, I was naturally slower and it was a cutoff period. And I literally got in just under the cutoff period because I was like, you are not sweeping me off this road today. <laughs> I have been training for four months. Yes, I've been training on this little thing, but I'm going to do this. And you, and the thing is, if you tell us, if you looking behind me and you see the vans just sweeping people oh. off, like, mate, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And I'm like, wow. Let's go. Like, like, that's not gonna be motivation. Me. That is not my life. Like, I always think like, because you know what? It's like, you know, I'm so conscientious of just how, of optics. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't want the black girl <laughs> to get swept <laughs> off. Because it's always the thing in the mind, though. It's I like, don't know what we've been taught. Black girl, it's like, it's, it's always there. Whatever the, the situation is, it's always like, I'm a black girl. I have to do this. I've got to. It's just what, how we've been raised. It's like, you got to work twice as hard. So I'm like, look, you are not about to see me. Because then that would just prove my mom, like, you see? You see your life? Who told you? Who told you to take yourself? Cycling oh 100 goodness. miles. So it's always like I'm trying to prove people wrong. Like, yeah. look, we, we can do this. And next time, I will do it on a road bike. But for now, I'm, street, doing, I'm doing this. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few instances. But I definitely think the ultra marathon and then the bike rides. Mm. Mm-hmm. So to round things up, I always like to do this. This is one of the things um, that I'm going to incorporate into the podcast is asking my guests to give me their recipe for success. And when I say success, I don't mean like, oh, how to become like a massive professional runner or anything like that. But like, what would you say is your, I'm going to put the secret sauce. What is your secret sauce to just maintaining, starting and maintaining a healthy fitness lifestyle? What, what are your five ingredients? Okay. Making this a sauce. Right. Five ingredients for my secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Um... I definitely think gratitude is up there. I think it's so easy to take our lives for granted mm-hmm. because we wake up and we move around. Yes. And it's like, you do realize some people didn't actually wake up yes. today. And not only are you alive, but you can move, yeah. you can breathe, you can see, you know? Yeah. And so I just think just making the most of the moment that you've been given, the yeah. next day you've been given, that gratitude to be like, wow, Lord, I've made it, I'm yeah. here, I can function, yes. I can move. I need to not take this for granted. Yeah. Um, so definitely gratitude and loads of it because I'm like, wow, okay, I've got another chance. Yeah, yeah. Let me run a 10K. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let me do something. Um, and then I definitely think self-belief, which I know isn't easy for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I think 
it kind of stems from inspiration. Self-belief and inspiration kind of goes hand in hand. So I know for myself as a black woman growing up, you know, there's a few people that I remember being very um, inspirational who aren't actually athletic as far as I'm aware. Um, But I felt like I could see myself in them and it definitely inspired me to be like, well, if they can do it, maybe I can, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. maybe, so for instance, I'll, I'll use prime example, Lauren Hill. Yeah. Now, yeah. Lauren Hill, yes, we know she's not great with punctuality. Forget <laughs> all that, right? That came <laughs> later in life. When Lauren Hill first came out, mm-hmm. or at least my first encounter with Lauren Hill yeah. was a black woman on TV with natural hair, yeah. you know, rapping with the mandem, and also wearing like a spaghetti strap vest with no bra. <laughs> and I'm just like, raw, this chick is actually being herself. Because right. at that time it was like, wonder bra, stuff your bra, yeah. you know, try to look voluptuous. And this yeah. chick was like, look, I'm going to just be like small chested me. me. Yeah. And I'm just going to be about it. Yeah. And she was so authentically herself. Yeah. And so... I took from her that it's actually okay to be yourself. And I think if you have a degree of self-belief that actually it's okay to be Matilda, I matter, then I think that helps you become successful. Because you're not trying to be someone else. else, You're just trying to be the best you you can be. So having that self-belief to be like, you know what, Matilda, whatever gifts God has given you, use that. And that is the thing that will hopefully lead you to wherever you get to. And I think when you... So when you do believe in yourself, this when the success comes, it actually is quite surprising in a yeah. way because you're just being you. Yeah, you're just doing you, and yeah. moments happen. It's, it's not like, calculated. It's, it's just not natural, calculated. Yeah. I'm not trying to be her or yeah. her or her. I'm just trying to be me. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's gratitude, yeah. <laughs> uh, self belief, um, discipline, <laughs> discipline. Yeah. Um. However, you can build that because yeah. I guess everybody has their own I guess degree of discipline but I feel like you kind of have to have because discipline and consistency go hand in hand yeah and the only way you can be consistent is if you're disciplined yes so whether that's waking up every morning and saying right I'm just gonna do five minutes of walking I think having that discipline will give you the consistency you need to then become Mm -hmm. successful um and any other things I was throw in that I've mentioned gratitude, I've mentioned self belief, I've mentioned discipline. Um, I think just optimism, right? I, which kind of ties into gratitude. I think um, optimism in terms of just seeing the glass kind of half full yeah. rather than half empty, not looking at what you don't have, but yeah. looking at what you do have. Because I think when you have optimism and hope yeah then you're always going to try for the next yeah, thing yeah absolutely you know what i mean yeah. like when i i mean career-wise i started out as a journalist yeah. i now work in the media you know i remember at the time people were like mm, but you know not a lot of people really make it in music journalism it's, it's, it's a very competitive industry yeah. and so i was like okay but i'm not a lot of people i'm yeah. matilda yeah. <laughs> So, Hello. you know, I always maintain that level of yes. optimism to think, well, you know what? It could be a shot for me. Yeah. As opposed to actually, there's so many people doing this, there's no way I can yeah. make it. You know what I mean? That's important. That's pretty important. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you kind of just, you'll never try. Yeah. You'll never try things. You'll Because the thing I always 
want people to know is you could be the game changer. Yes. Only and yes. you alone, not somebody else. Yes. Somebody needs you to do it. It's your name is written on this game yeah. to change it. Yeah. And if you don't do something about it, it the game will change. never change. change. Do you know what I mean? That is that's that is a word. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true. And I think we really underestimate the fact that, you know, we're all on this earth, I personally believe, yeah. for a reason, for a purpose. Yes. And so you know, success is, is so much more than money, finance, yeah. fame. Yeah. I think it's about giving yourself the opportunity to be the person you're meant you're to, be, to be. Whatever yeah. that is. And yeah. figuring it out and moving forward, never backwards. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, just aiming, just, you know, aiming to wherever things end up. Because I know 10 years ago, I did not conceive Flywheel Collective. Right. It did it. It came out of what I felt was a need yeah. and I was trying a thing. I yeah. was shook. I thought it might not work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. that's just the truth. There was nothing calculated about it, but that self-belief, that gratitude, you know, the, the optimism, the discipline, all these things kind of has helped it to get to where it's gotten to. And yeah. I just hope that it will help take things to the next level too. So there you have it. Secret Sauce consists of, I'm going to try and do it from the beginning, your op- gratitude, gratitude, self belief, yeah, discipline, yeah, optimism, yeah. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Finally, um, what is next for Flygirl Collective? Boy, <laughs> what is next? Um, so next is uh our season three, which starts at the end of February, and I'll be training a group of women to run Hackney Half Marathon. Amazing. Yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I almost want to caveat by saying that I know a half marathon might sound scary, but if you've ever wanted to train for one, I guarantee you that you could do it. I don't care if you've never run before. The way we structure our seasons, yeah. it's ma- it makes it possible for people to run any distance. Mm-hmm. If we were training for a marathon, I'd be like, okay, hold your horses now. <laughs> but for a half marathon, you could definitely do it. So. Yeah. That's the next thing, kicking off season three. And then there's International Women's Day and Women's Month, so hoping to do a lot of cool stuff around that. Amazing. So where can we find, follow, support Flygirl Collective? Um, yeah, give us all the, all all the, the handles. Details, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a website, uh, which is at www.flygirlcollective.co. Um, and then you can kind of sign up for the mailing list there or check out what events and runs we've got coming up. And then we're on all the socials. So on Instagram, just look for Fly Girl Collective. On Twitter, we are Fly Girl Co. Um, and then we're also on Facebook under Fly Girl Collective. So yeah, check us out, follow us. Thank you so much for coming. We really, really do need to push for an understanding that fitness and lifestyle and health is for everybody. And you guys do that so well in such a cool, stylish way. Like it's super inspiring. So I'm glad that um, you've been able to come on today. And hopefully people have been able to get some stuff from it and follow support and literally like start your journey with Flagler Collective and let's do this. Thank thank you. you Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Move Memoirs. You can follow the podcast using the handle at Move Memoirs on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me using the handle at Steph2It on Instagram. If you've got any questions, feedback or topics you want covered on the show or you want to share your Move Memoir on the podcast, then contact me. You can send me an email using the address connect at stephtoit.com or you can send me a message on any of the social media channels.